This word is the most valuable treasure that you will ever have in your life. More than money, more than the big house or the car, because it'll get you those things. Not only that, not get it, but they'll come upon you and overtake you. Amen? Okay, so we're going to talk today about harvesting God's power. Harnessing, I meant. Harnessing God's power. And God's power is in his word. So God wants us to be receivers. We've talked about that. And to possess what he has provided for us. I want to possess what Jesus went to the cross for. I want to possess what he has provided for me. So our problem is knowing how to get these things. These things that are in heaven to get them to the natural realm. To get the things that are in heaven to this natural realm. So we've, we've got to know how to do that. So let's go to Isaiah 65. Can't read this if it's upside down. Isaiah 65 verse 16. Now, we're going to be talking about the blessing. I think someone mentioned the blessings. But God instructs us to prophesy over ourselves, to speak the blessings over ourselves. Instead of the problems, quit speaking the problems over yourself. So, verse 16 says that he who blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles, and one translation says the former troubles and sins are forgotten. And because, because they are hid from mine eyes, the Lord has hid them. He doesn't remember your past sins. And he says those troubles are hid from his eyes because he believes what he has said. He doesn't zero in on those troubles. Okay? Now, the Amplified says this. So, it shall be, excuse me, that he who invokes a blessing on himself in the land shall do so by saying. Now, I think I need to read that part again. We're getting into the value of your words, okay? So, it shall be, this is amplified, that he who invokes a blessing on himself. See, you can speak blessings over yourself. And I'm telling you, this takes me right, right back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, where it lists all the blessings. Well, we may have to go back and... And go over those another day. But he who invokes a blessing on himself in this land shall do so by saying, May the God of truth and fidelity, the Amen, whose so it shall be, that's what that means, blessed me because the former troubles are forgotten. And because they are hidden from my eyes. 
praise God, I'm telling you, when we ask God for forgiveness or when we come before him, you know, he, does, he doesn't talk about your problems. Aren't you glad? If he talked about your problems, they're going to remain there. So we shouldn't talk about our problems, but we should talk the answer to our problems. And if we've sinned, confess it. And he said he would be faithful and just to forgive us. But God sees us today through the blessings. He sees me. And boy, that just makes us want to go to Deuteronomy 28, doesn't it? But he sees us through his eyes. And we need to see ourselves through his eyes. How does God see me? Not by the mistakes I made. Not by what I did this morning. Not by what I said. Not if I got angry. He doesn't see me through that. He sees me through eyes of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace. So one translation says, Whoever blesses himself in the land will bless himself by the God of truthfulness. By the God of truthfulness. You know, God is not a man that he should lie. He is not. Praise God. So we need to say what God has said. If you want to be a blessing on yourself, what did he say to do? Say it. Say it. That's what we just read in the Amplified. We've got to say it. You can also curse yourself by how? Saying it. The blessings and the curses. Remember that teaching? So we don't want to curse ourselves. Don't curse yourself when someone asks you, how are you feeling today? Well, not so good. I didn't want to, I, you know, I don't have any energy today. Well, you're cursing yourself with what you say. So we've really got to speak a blessing on ourselves and prophesy. I do this at night. When I, when I go to bed, I prophesy over myself and how my next, how my body is going to be and how my day is going to be when I get up in the morning. I prophesy that every night. Why? Because the Word tells me to. And then I have what I say. And you say, well, what if you don't feel good when you get up? I'm blessed. I'm healed. I have energy. Well, how can I say that if you don't have it? Because I prophesied over myself and my body's hearing it. Yes. Satan comes immediately to steal what you spoke over. So don't be fooled with that. He's just coming to steal the word you spoke the night before. He's come to steal what you prophesy and the blessing that you speak over yourself. Don't let him have it. Amen. Amen. So say it. And don't curse yourself. Uh, I was listening to Jesse Duplantis. Like I tell you, I keep a notebook with me when I'm watching any of the programs on TV. The, like Jesse Duplantis, I was watching him on TV. and I keep a notebook by my side on, on the lampstand. And he made something. He made a statement. You know, your spirit picks up on things. I mean, he said a lot of stuff. But there was one statement that the Holy Spirit lit up to me. And boy, have I been meditating it. And I was already studying on uh, 
prophesying over ourselves and, and speaking blessings over ourselves. And he said this, I create my world and I live in the world I create. I create my world and I live in the world I create. That's pretty powerful. But now you can take that statement and let the Holy Spirit teach you concerning that. Then he said, take your mind off of what you don't want. And then he said, quit believing and saying what you don't want. Now then, you have to stop and think about that. I thought, okay, there's something in here. Holy Spirit, you brought that to my attention. Now you teach me. What is it I'm supposed to receive from this? Well, he took me to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 6. I'm telling you, this word is so powerful. Uh, Deuteronomy, well, that's Joshua. Genesis, Exodus, the number of Deuteronomy. Um, where do I want to go in there? Okay, Deuteronomy 26 and 6. Hang on. And this is so powerful. Because, well, well, I tell you what. He said, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Now then, go down to verse 26. And he says, what? Somebody read that to me. Okay, read it out loud. 28. Yes, 28. Verse 6 on the blessings. Somebody say it out loud. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Woo! Oh! Let me tell you what God showed me in that. We're going to have to go back, girls, and we're going to have to study the blessings again, one by one. He says, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. And uh, he took me to the sixth verse. You shall be blessed going in and you'll be blessed going out. Now, what was the message God gave me from that particular scripture? He told me, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me said, you'll be blessed going into the doctor's office and you'll be blessed coming out of the doctor's office. Woo! Now that's good. I mean, the doctor may give you a bad report, but God said you're going to be blessed going in there and he's not going to take the blessing off of you and you're going to be blessed when you come out. Bless yourself. So we're going to have to go back and study these blessings. Y'all, don't, y'all may not get that, but I started shouting. I was in the, my office at the house, the door open. I was shouting. There's more to these blessings than reading them. And, of course, you can take that, let that minister to you in whatever area the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. You're blessed going in and you're blessed going out. But that's what he spoke to me. You see, I go see my cardiologist the 11th. I'm blessed before I ever get there. Regardless of what he says, I'm still blessed when I come out. Did you get that? You got it. You wrote it down. Okay. Y'all, that's powerful. 
revelation knowledge, this word speaks to you. It has a voice. And I just thank the Holy Spirit every, every day, basically at night when I'm thanking him for stuff. I thank him that he is the, my teacher, that he is the revealer of truth, and that he is my comforter. And he's in me. How could we go wrong when we've got that power on the inside of us? But y'all, that just, I, t- I can't tell you how much that ministered to me, and, and he's still teaching me on that. But the blessings of God shall come up on you, and he tells us to bless ourselves. So start saying the blessings over yourself instead of the problems. Go back to that, those scriptures and study them. I'm blessed. Regardless, see, the blessing doesn't change. You may change by not acknowledging it and not enforcing it. But I'm still blessed. I'm blessed financially. I'm blessed spiritually. I'm blessed physically. In every manner, the blessing is upon me And I have started prophesying over myself, over my situation, over my body, over my children. I'm prophesying what the Word of God says. Now, you know we can tie the uh, curses in there, and we have to realize that we've been redeemed from all of those. But the ones that ministered to me so much years and years ago was the ones said that your children shall be taken captive And you'll long, long for them. And that's a curse. You won't have to long for them any longer. That's a curse. And you start prophesying what God says. He says you'll enjoy your children. You remove the curse off of them. You prophesy over them. There's so much in those blessings and curses that that involves life itself. There's so much. I just almost want to go there, but we can't do that today. So the power of having the manifestation is in the word itself. It's in your words. So Jesse said, quit believing and saying what you don't want. See, if, if, if you... Uh, If your refrigerator breaks down, or if you go to the bank, or if they call you and say uh, something about your finances, what are you going to do? I'm going to bless my bank account. I have sufficiency in all things, praise God. And don't say how bad it is. Because, in other words, he said, don't believe the bad reports. And don't say what the bad reports are, but prophesy Deuteronomy 28. Prophesy the blessings over you, over your situation. Because there is in that blessing something that covers everything that life needs. It's just, it's just powerful. And when you get over into the blessings, it's, it's more specific as to what some of those things are that are curses So um, we may have to go back and study all of that again. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 4. 
Romans chapter 4, and let's look at verse 17. Okay. As it is written, I'm just pausing, letting you think about that. I have made thee a father of many nations, talking about Abraham, before him who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Okay. One of the principles of having and receiving what you need or what you're believing for is this scripture right here. This is one of the principal laws of believing and receiving. And the Message Bible says this. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Deciding, deciding, making a decision, that means an act, your will. You're activating your will. Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw that he couldn't do. He didn't base his faith on what he couldn't do. He was an old man. He couldn't produce a child. But he didn't focus on that. He didn't focus on what he couldn't do. He knew he couldn't produce a child. But he didn't put his focus on it. But he put his focus on... I love this part in the Message Bible. He put his focus on what God says that he would do. On what he would do. He told Abraham what he would do, what he would be, and who he would be. What's he saying to you? What's he saying to you? What will you do? So Abraham is a good example of us focusing our attention on what God said. And that's when I know what God said to me about my house being a service station for women. I know he said that. Now I've got, and, and, it, and it's happening. It's been happening. And I praise God for that. I know he told me that. Satan will not steal that from me. So I'm focusing my attention on what he said that I could do and what I would do. Now, there's opportunities for me to doubt that and say, I can't do that. But I can't focus on that. I have to focus on what he said I would be doing. What's he telling you? What will you be doing? So, he, he put his focus on what God said. When it was hopeless, it says, of him being able to be a father. See, God told him he was going to be a father of many nations. He was an old man. He decided to not live by what he couldn't do. This is one of the commentaries. He didn't decide to live according to what he couldn't do, but what he could do. What can you do? There's no stopping you, Greta. I tell you, she is such an example for all of us. Praise God, she can do a lot. And I tell you, when she gets that other leg on there, she's going to be she's going to be doing her runs, and she's going to be running. She is an example of not focusing on. What she can't do. And y'all, that is, you got to get hold of that. 
Don't focus on what you cannot do, but what he told you you would do. You would do. I mean, just let that minister to you because he speaks to every one of us. So we need to start using this principle of speaking things that aren't, that we just read, that aren't manifest as if they already exist. That's one of the principles of receiving. Amen. So that's what faith is. The word says to say, I am strong when I'm weak. We're not focusing on what is, but we're focusing on what does exist in heaven and what exists in the realm of faith. Weakness does not exist in the realm of faith. Whatever it is that might be coming against you, it does not exist. If it's negative to what God has said, it does not exist in the realm of faith. Amen? So, why would I want to say I'm strong when I'm weak? Why, why do you say that? I, see, I say it. This is basically what the Holy Spirit told me. I say this because I believe strength's available to me. I say I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus because I believe health is, read, is available to me. You were healed by the stripes of Jesus. I say that because healing is available to me. Amen. Where is it? It's in the realm of faith. It's in the unseen. But it's available to me. Oh, Lord, teach us how to receive what's available to us. Yes. Prosperity is available to you. Being able to be a blessing to other people is available to you. What are you saying? What are you seeing? The word will paint uh, an image to you of being a blessing to other people. Let the word paint your images. And they're all in the realm of faith. They're all right out there. Let it be on earth. And that word, let it be, means we can stop it. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So that let it be means I can stop it from being like it is in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There's no strife in heaven. And, and you know, there's no lack in heaven. But it's up to me to not stop it from coming to me. I'm going to prophesy that over me. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. Everything I set my hands to do is blessed. Now then, see, that may be my next scripture to meditate on. What does that mean to me that everything I set my hand to do is blessed of God? There's a message in here with that script, uh, concerning that scripture for you. What is the message God wants you to get out of that? That he blesses everything I set my hands to do. And Tom always said, we're going to set our hands to doing more. And get an image. Let that paint an image. You see, if you see it that way, this is what the Holy Spirit's showing me. If you see that, that you, everything you set your hands to do is, is blessed, 
That's going to get you out of the recliner. See yourself doing more, and you'll come out of the recliner. You come out from in front of that TV. If you see yourself doing that, that's pretty good, isn't it? What do we see? What we see in the realm of the spirit, we you know, which is in the realm of faith, of course, we've said that. We we need to be doing that. What do you see you doing? When it says he will bless everything you set your hands to do. You know, I've, decided, I've discovered there's no such thing as retirement from the word. Now, our life does change. Janine, I know you're going through changes because you retired from the job you had, but you're not through. Each one of us as an individual has a circle of people that we can be a blessing to. Because I can't bless everybody, and neither can you, but I can be a blessing when God speaks to me and and the circle that I'm in, uh, you know. Let our life glorify God. Let it be a glory to Him. So life does change, and our positions in life changes, you know. So, receive instructions on how to get to the place where you're living, that you're blessed going in and blessed going out. What are your instructions? If you want to be free, then talk to answer. Because it's all about freedom. Freedom from the curses and living in the blessings and being a blessing. Let's go to Isaiah 46. And verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. He says, I'm God and there is none like me. Oh, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What does Genesis say? We're like God. If we do and talk like him, he says, I have created you in my image, in the Holy Spirit's image, in Jesus' image. I have created you in the image of God so that we can be like him, so we can talk like him, so we can live like him. We can be like God. We won't be God understand that you won't be God but we can be like him saying the right thing doing the right thing blessing people amen then this is one of the um, the the things about receiving this is one of the spiritual laws God says declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done Saying, it's always important when that word comes up, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God says that if we're like him, we will call the end, we will say the end from the beginning. That is a principle, a spiritual law that we need to operate in to receive the things that God says that are available to us. 
to call those things which be not as though they are. Don't call them as they are. Our words are so powerful that if we call the situation as it is, it's going to stay there. You're setting it up for that to be permanent by calling it what it is. He says here, use my principle, my spiritual law, and call it what it's not. Don't call it, I'm broke. But call it what the word says. I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed going out. Let the poor say, I am rich. You say, well, I'm not. Yes, you are. See, you're crowned with a crown of confidence. You are rich. You say, well, don't be moved by the way it is. Remember, there's the invisible and there's the visible. But continue to say what it says and listen for your instructions. There is a way for you to become rich in money. There's a way. Because there's principles. So if you start calling yourself rich... Let the poor say, I am rich. Then allow the Holy Spirit. I mean, you'll just be washing your dishes, vacuuming, whatever. And all of a sudden, the thought will come of what you, be, you need to be doing to cause riches to come. And normally, uh, riches, you being rich, is not going to happen overnight. But he's, you've got a crown of confidence that it's going to happen. Sitting right there on your head. You're crowned with it. But you start doing what the word says concerning prosperity and how to get it and what to do it and how to do it joyfully. There are spiritual laws in this word that tells you how to have everything that Jesus died for. And it does not take a lazy person. You cannot be lazy. You have got to study this word. You've got, he did not say faith is going to come by having heard. Faith is going to come when you hear this every day. If you have to make a sheet of confessions for yourself, do that and say them every day. And one day, faith will come because you're hearing it and you're saying it. And so it is a process. And we have to be patient. Remember what our definition of patience is? It's the ability to stand in adverse circumstances without complaining. Stand in adverse circumstances. What are you, you're standing on his word. And that's what you're saying in adverse circumstances. And you don't complain because it's not happening. It is in the process of happening. God said he is perfecting everything that concerns you. That means he's working on it. So you have to exercise patience and give it time to work. Amen. I'm going to have to get on with this. Okay. So, let the poor say, I am rich. Oh, man, I am so rich. I am so rich, and the blessings are so strong coming on me that I have more than enough so that I can bless other people. Amen. Praise God. So, we, we can't be so focused on the end result, which is good, 
That's good that we focus on the end result. That we miss hearing and obeying his instructions of how to get there. Don't be so focused on the end result that you're not hearing the message to say, this is how you're going to get to be rich. This is how you're going to get your healing. This is how you're going to be blessed coming in and blessed going out. So don't forget to focus and get, ha- and get the understanding of, how am I going to get there, Lord? Well, this word will tell you. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 8. And we're going to go to verse 33. Okay, 33. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Blessed is the man that heareth me. No, I I forgot to read verse 33. Hear instructions and be wise and refuse it not. He said, don't refuse the instructions that I'm giving you because I'm going to give them to you. And blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Blessed is the man that heareth. Now, remember what we said? There's a difference in hearing and what? Yes, listening. So we hear it. You're hearing it today, but are you listening? And when we really listen, that will cause us to act. So every individual in here, you have to go before God, and you have to not only hear what he's saying, but ask him, I'm listening, Lord. What's the message for me? What is it I need to do to become rich? What do I need, you know, that you will bless everything that I set my hands to do? What is it I need to be doing to fulfill that scripture? Okay. The Message Bible says, Blessed is the man and blessed is the woman. Ain't that neat? Two sexes here. Blessed is the man... And blessed is the woman who listens to me. That was the message Bible. If you want to keep the problems you have, then just keep talking about them. But I don't want to keep them. But if you want to be free from them, talk the answer as if it already existed. Because it does exist. Your answer does exist. It's out there in the realm of faith. So we receive instructions how to get there. Okay, but how do I get to that place? Praise God. We're going to go back to um, Isaiah 46, and we're going to read another scripture that's a principle for us to, to get there. Isaiah 46, verses 9. Don't you love this word? I'm telling you, I do. Verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old. Did I already read that? Oh, well, I wrote it down twice. I guess we need to see it. Anyway, but what he's saying is, 
in that particular scripture, we're, we're supposed to call, number one, we're supposed to call things that are not as though they are. Amen? That's a principle of God, of getting to the places that we need to be. And, that's, and we call it that it's already happened. Amen? God operates different. But he operates according to the word that he has already spoken and that he has already released in this earth. Praise God. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Let's go there. You know, the way we operate, remember we said that we're in the world, but we're not of it. We have a different set of rules that we operate by in the earth. We operate by kingdom rules. And when we operate by the way the kingdom operates, we'll have what he says. I'm telling you, we cannot stop the blessings from coming to us, but I'm telling you, start prophesying over yourself what these blessings are. Now, this scripture we, we teach on a lot. He says, and be not conformed to the world. And that's where I'm going right there. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Well... He says for us not to be conformed to this world. I'm telling you, if we don't watch, we will be conformed to the way the world operates, what, how they talk, the way they see things. So that word conformed means, and I look this up, to being into harmony or agreement. So we don't to be, want to be in harmony are in agreement with the way the world talks, with the way the world operates. We don't want to be in harmony. Now, harmony, I looked that up in the Webster's Dictionary. It means agreement in feelings and actions. So don't get in agreement because of your feelings and actions with the way the world operates. Whatever problems or pressures life in life that you're experiencing right now, has formed an image in your mind. But he said, don't get in harmony with all of those negative things. Don't let your feelings and your actions get in harmony with all the negative things that's in the world today. I'm telling you, if you watch the news very much, you better watch that you're not getting in harmony with it. Fear will come. Doubt will come. You'll start talking. Things are getting worse. Not for me. I am blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the country. I'm telling you, between Karen Wilkins and us, living off of their garden, <laughs> and us, the things that we have on our land, we could feed a lot of people, couldn't we? The cattle that we have. You know, that's, uh, there's no concern about the end times for me. Because you know what? It didn't say your prosperity is going to stop because the world's getting bad. Right. Not if we give as it is given unto us. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Shall we He give unto us? Hallelujah. You see, that, that stands to the end times. And you're crowned with confidence that that's the way it's going to be. 
Amen. Stop and think how blessed we are. Speak the blessings over yourself. You know, praise God. So what you're experiencing has formed an image in your mind, and you have to break free from that image. I'm telling you, I just don't watch the news unless every once in a while it pops up and I think, I, I just can't, I can't agree with it. I cannot get in harmony with what the news is saying. You know what? I cannot get in harmony with it. That means my feelings. I can't get upset. It means my actions, how I act or what I don't do. You see, people stop giving if they listen to the news. They'll stop giving. And you're, you're going to become rich by giving and being a tither and, and obeying what the Word says. So don't get in fear because fear is the opposite of faith. Fear will draw those things to you that you are believing negatively about. It'll, it'll bring them right to you. So don't allow your mind to come into harmony with any of those things. That's good teaching. I'm not going to harmonize with them. I'm going to say what the Word says. Amen. So what does it mean to be conformed to something? It means we've, we have united our mind and our thoughts with whatever it is that's coming against us. I've united my heart, I've my mind, my thoughts with whatever that thing is that's coming against me. That's harmony, harmonizing with it. That's, that's destructive when we harmonize with those things. God wants our mind to be controlled by the Word and how He thinks. You know, God, all, He doesn't give up on us. God always has a plan. He always has a plan. Praise God for that. So, are the, play, are the pressures of life real? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but don't get in harmony with them. There, there's pressures. It's on your mind. And if you harmonize with them, you're going to start believing those things. But they're real. But the Word of God will change the way we think. You know what? Your mind, your mind is just as real, and it, your mind, right up here, uh -huh. is just as much yours uh -huh. as your hand is. Amen. Now then, do you ever want to slap Ricardo? <laughs> if you do, if the thought comes to you, what do you do? You control that hand. <laughs> Maybe I should go to somebody else. <laughs> Kathy? <laughs> your mind is just as much yours to control as your hand is. If you, if you think, I'm going to whip my children... Or I'm going to tell them you're not going to be anything. You know, you have control of your mind. You have control of this hand. You're not going to slap Bob if you ever want to. 
Well, I hope. But the reason you don't is because you have control of it. Now, a lot of people don't have control of their hands, <laughs> right? But just stop and think about it. You can, the mind is just as much yours as your hand is yours. And we have to control that. But there's a way for us to control it. And the Word of God will teach us how to control anger. The world is full of anger. That's what we're seeing manifest out there in the world today. They don't control their mind. But they can. But if they listen to what the world says, anything goes. But you can control where you go. Uh-oh, I'm going to step on some toes. You can control what you listen to. Your mind belongs to you. The type of music you listen to. Now, I know a lot of you like to go to these big old concerts where they're wild and crazy, but you won't get wild and crazy in church with praise and worship. Well, I'll just leave that said. But the mind is your mind. You need to control it. And if it's negative, you know, you can get rid of those negative thoughts. Just like you can stop your hand from doing something. Your mind is yours. And it says that we can have the mind of Christ. Praise God, I've got the mind of Christ. Now, there may be some areas I have to work on, which there are. But, you know, you do too, but we're working on it. You see, words are so powerful. And what we think on is so powerful that if we meditate on the thoughts that are coming that are negative, we will get in harmony with those thoughts. And the next thing we know, it's going to affect our, our actions. Okay. So, so much for that. But he wants our mind to be controlled by his word and how he thinks. I'm so thankful he has a plan for when I miss it. Aren't you? Okay. So, the word says to fight the good fight of faith. And reading this Bible right here and quoting it is not. I love this was a quote. Let me read it. Reading this Bible and quoting it is not the fight. This commentary said it's the preparation for the fight. I never thought about that. But this word that you're reading and the word that you're hearing today is it, it, it's, it's preparing us for the fight. This word trains us. Amen? It trains us to be winners and to be victorious. So uh, it's going to train us to, to win and not to quit. Praise God. So I kind of like that thought that I got out of one of the commentaries. I don't remember which one it was. Um, I was looking up that word harmony in the dictionary. And the next word under it, remember I told you what harmony was. But the next word under it was harness. I thought, oh, wow, uh, that preach right there, harness. So harness 
in the Webster's Dictionary that I looked it up under, says to bring into a condition for producing power. I'll read that again. To harness something. Now, we know you harness a a horse. Why? So you can bring it under your power. That's a good thought. I thought, thank you, Lord, for showing me that word. It was right next to the other one. So to bring into condition for producing power. I harness the power. Oh, this was just a thought God gave me. I can harness the power of my water. I control it. God's word puts you, the believer, in control. See, we can harness, harness words. We can harness our words and we can bring them to where they will be powerful to us. We can harness our words so much and say the right thing where it will produce power. Like if I turn the faucet on, See, I have harnessed that water. But if I turn it the right way, if I turn that faucet on, it releases the power for that water to come out. If we will harness our words and say the right thing, we will let loose the power that is available to us. Now let the Holy Spirit teach you that like he taught me. You do know the Holy Spirit's your teacher. But you think about it. We can release God's power that's harnessed up for us by the words that we speak. By the actions that we do. Okay, Proverbs 18.21. You don't have to turn there because you already know it. That life and death are in the power of the tongue. Oh, Lord, thank you. Revelation, just give us revelation, Father. Don't let it just be something that we've read and we've quoted and we've quoted and we've quoted and we say, yeah, that's right. Give us what the message is you want us to have about my tongue. Okay. Well, for one thing, he wants me to know that my life that I'm living here on this earth right now is in my tongue. The life that I want, the life that I'm living, has been in my tongue, and it will be in my tongue for improvement, for having the blessings. My life is in my tongue. Boy, think about that. Death is also in my tongue. Death, see, I'm going to go on the positive. Death to those things that are negative. Death to those those thoughts that are negative. Death to whatever I need out of my life. My tongue will get rid of them. To where they're not torment. Depression that comes against people. Speak death to that depression. Because it's good when we can speak death to those things that are negative and that are bringing us down. So life and death both are in the power of our tongue. And we can have a a long life by speaking what the Word says. Okay, so ask yourself, where do I get the power I need right now, today? 
Where do I get that power? It's in our own words. It's in our tongue. Life and death have, of the tongue has power. So a lot of people lose their life by their tongue. My daddy died when he was 60 years old. And if you don't watch it, your thoughts are going to go. What do they always ask you? How many in your family have had heart attacks? Does anybody in your family have diabetes? Well, you're going to inherit that. No, you've got to answer those things. I'm telling you, life, your life that you create, you need to live it, but live it by the Word of God. I'm not living diabetes. I'm not living cancer. I'm not living weakness. I'm not living the heart attacks. I'm, that's not in my genealogy. Amen? So a lot of people lose their life because they get in harmony with what the doctor has said. They harmonize with it, and they start acting like it. I'm telling you, this, this is good stuff. Because, we see, these things creep up on us quickly, and we don't realize that we're doing that. But don't harmonize with those things. And a lot of people have saved their life by their tongue. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for me speaking the word of God over my body. I wouldn't be alive. But I didn't harmonize with all of that. And so, therefore, my actions cannot harmonize with it. Girls, y'all better get hold of this as time goes on and not harmonize with that, all of those things. So you can save your life. Also, life is in your tongue. Oh, that's powerful. My life, I live more abundant. It, the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give me depends on my tongue. That kind of life hangs right here on my tongue. The world talks about the fruit. The word talks about the fruit of the mouth. What does that mean to you? He said there's a harvest coming on what you say. There's fruit coming out of your mouth. What is the fruit? Because that, the fruit is the harvest of what you've been speaking and what I have been speaking. How many of you in here are rich? Ooh, a few of you. I am. Why am I rich? Because the word says so, and he tells, and the image that I have is of getting there. Tell me how to get there, God. How many of you have been healed by the stripes of Jesus I want every hand? What is your image? Tell me, Lord, how to get there. That I walk in health and prosperity. Get your instructions on how to get there. So there is a harvest for us because our words produce fruit. They produce a harvest. And that harvest is going to be whatever we're saying. Okay. Do you know why Jesus... Remember he was in the boat 
with his disciples, and this big storm came up. And where was he? He was asleep in the bow. And, and they, they thought he was terrible going to sleep, and there they were trying to bail all that water, you know. And they couldn't understand why he could sleep during all of that. But the reason he could sleep is because he told them something. What did he tell them? We're going to the other side, boys. Now, let that revelation come to you. It's because of what he said that he could sleep in the middle of a storm. And he said, we're going to the other side, boys. No storm is going to stop them. We've got to watch that. Amen. Watch what we say and... Let's produce the kind of fruit that we want to come out of our mouth. I can tell you, I am so blessed. I'm so rich. I'm so healed. Now tell me how to get there. And I'm going to let it be on earth. Let it be. I'm not going to talk negative about it. I'm going to talk what the Word says. I'm going to let it be in my life. Remember, you create your life and you live in it. I'm creating the life that Jesus said I could have. And I'm going to live in that life. I'm going to live in it. And I'm not going to harmonize, bring into harmony with what the world says or what the doctor says. Because he said that I'm blessed going in and blessed going out. When I go see that doctor next, whenever the 11th is, I'm blessed before I get there. And when I come out of there, I'm still blessed. The blessing doesn't change but what anyone says. God says you're blessed, so prophesy that over yourself and speak blessings upon yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.